Eleven Four Legs Podcast. You're listening to Live on Four Legs, the live Pearl Jam podcast experience featuring Mr. Stone Gossip. Fucking camera in the truck. Live on Four Legs, the definitive live Pearl Jam podcast, and guess what? It's a birthday! All right, yeah, yeah. woo! It's, uh, we're celebrating. Wait, is there is there cake? There's digital cake. I can I can I can feed you cake in terms of like podcast content. Digital cake sounds something I don't want to part of be a part of. <laughs> it sounds, sounds like whew, it sounds like a really things. bad virus. Yeah, exactly. And not of the, you know, computer kind. Exactly. It's um it sounds more like a urinal cake. To Ooh, be yeah. frank with Ooh. you. Uh I I'll pass. I, yeah. take, it, take it back. No cake. Yep, no no cake, but we're here. We uh it is our one year anniversary and we're really excited to celebrate it with you guys. We did a poll uh, a couple weeks ago and we p- gave you four episodes to choose from and the big winner is the gorge and we'll get to that in a little bit this one's going to be a fun one though john yeah i think this turned out uh it's going to be really fun it's going to be one of our best ones i think so and um you know it's just kind of you know nostalgic for me and i think for for all of us right now uh obviously only two of us here out of the four we really tried hard to get all four of us to come on and do this uh but you know uh, things and and life does get in the way, and uh, sure. the other two couldn't t- couldn't be here at this time. Uh, but uh, you know, I'm just thinking back to that last year. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, uh, last year was the one year anniversary of Boston Night Two, and that's really that was the the birth of Live on Four Legs. We had this idea that we came up with, and we kind of knew what we wanted to do with it, but not how. We were going to do it and really, you know, just kind of went out there and marketed ourselves and told people that we were giving out free shirts at, at a bar in Boston. And we had people coming in and by the droves being, you know, taking our shirts and talking to us if it was for a minute or two uh, or it was for the whole day. Uh, we got to meet a lot of really good people and it gave us a lot of confidence going into this that like this would be something that Pearl Jam fans would want. Yeah, I think that was the first time I heard of you guys was you had the the State of Love and Trust shirts with the different mm-hmm. states. That I think that was the first time I I uh, started paying attention to uh, to what you guys were doing. 
it was just the meeting the people and getting to hear everybody's stories and and getting to everybody's love for the band it kind of it you know ignited a little bit under us telling us that uh you know we were we were doing something that was going to be good that i think people were going to appreciate and uh we had a lot of fun doing it this past year it was at times a little bit turbulent um difficult and obviously you know that led to going on a little bit of a hiatus but uh you know we found a way to bounce back from it and you know i don't think i'd be sitting here if it weren't for john uh you know pitching in and and really putting in a lot of good ideas and and you know this i th- I feel like this podcast is really moving now i think i feel like we're ready for for year number two and we're going in there looking for a home run well thanks a lot man and you know thanks for uh for having me on basically from the beginning you know i think it was episode 10 that, yeah. uh, that i came on with you guys the first time and that was the first time i'd ever been on a podcast and uh, you know i had a lot of fun <laughs> and uh and you know we've we've just kind of grown from then i email you guys ideas and mp3s of stuff to do and you know different bootlegs and stuff so yeah I'm, I'm happy to have been a part of it and happy to continue being a part of it let's um i i just want to get this out in the open uh, to people that might be new listeners matt and i weren't live pearl jam experts going into this we had an idea and 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 we both had been to a bunch of shows together and you know uh probably had about 40 shows in in total but we the idea was that we wanted to learn we wanted this to be a learning experience for us and and sort of have it be an excuse to listen to more bootlegs to attain more bootlegs and john was really like one of the first people john bagel and a couple other people were really the first to uh to pitch in and be like well you got to listen to this show you got to listen to this show and you know these were things that we didn't know we didn't know that you know stuff like atlanta 94 existed the reason why we did the show was because that we wanted to learn all that. We wanted to figure it out, and uh, it was really something that I, th- I wanted the fans to tell us what was good for them. And from day one, I, I feel like you guys have drawn us in the direction that we wanted uh, to go in, and instead of us trying to figure it out on our own, it, it's it's great to hear everybody else's piece and. Mm. Uh, find find yeah, gems know, like, all over the place and like collecting pearl jam live shows is something i was just doing anyway like i have a ridiculous amount um on my computer and part of the part of the fun is like you know what what good is that if you don't get to share it with people so that's one, of course that's one reason we've been you know doing the bootleg giveaways for trivia on wednesday nights mm-hmm. on facebook and that's been really big success a lot of people have been interacting with us on there you can join in wednesday nights around 8 p.m and you know it's it's a way for me to you know to share those recordings and to share love for the band and something that I've accumulated. You know, it's it's no fun if you only hoard them for yourself. So yeah, we're going to do a lot more of that in the future. And we, you know, throughout this past year, uh, we've gotten some absolutely amazing stories. Uh, obviously, last week we had uh, Marty and Colin on, and they told some terrific stories. Uh, but I mean, we we've had people writing in and like. 
you know, solving mysteries. Like the the guy that wrote in and said, uh, I it was my T-shirt that I threw at Ed that said play play Satan's bed yeah, at uh, State story. College. Um, Bill uh, from Tampa uh, wrote in and said, uh, you know, Eddie dedicated hard to imagine for me after I had brain cancer. Uh, these are stories that we never would have uh, uncovered. Even I think going back to the together. first episode, you had uh, Jimmy, Jimmy who had this story yeah. of uh, yeah getting engaged, right? That was a story. yeah, yeah. To, uh, he proposed her and given a fly, right. and right. you know it all came full full circle for him when uh, they opened with it the next night, and it was literally like fifteen minutes before before they went on that we were talking to him and and getting all this information, and then. Wow. They, they open with it. It's almost, it, you know, do you believe in divine intervention? I have no idea, <laughs> but uh, it is pretty freaking unique. And, and, you know, and, and I'll like say, too, happens. you know, we like to have, we like to have fun with the, doing the ratings after the show. And, you know, we kind of mess around. Like, well, I'm going to give this one a 6.73 or a 9.5. <laughs> but we realize that, you know, for a lot of these, you know, every Pearl Jam show is a 10 to someone, you know. Yeah, if you're if you're at these shows, we understand kind of what a magical experience it is. We've been there. Um, you and I have been at the same show uh, <laughs> back in Memphis, probably uh, like even though we didn't know two each people other. away yeah. from each other. Yeah, but you know, we we understand you know the the kind of magic and the the special moments that happen at these shows, and that's the kind of thing we wanna we wanna share with you guys and uh, and keep bringing to you. Absolutely, and you know. Um, look, it's kind of come full circle for us because last week we kind of got, you know, we got a diamond that we, what just kind of dropped in our lap with, uh, this Glasgow set list. And John and I talked about it. We were like, okay, how are we going to go about it? Uh, you know, let's do a reveal the day of the episode and see where it goes from there. We did not think in a million years that it would get almost 400 likes on Facebook, uh, visible to over 40,000 people. Oh, yeah, I think, and thanks to everyone who shared it. I think it was over 100 yeah. people who shared it. About 115, um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, thank you so much to everyone who, uh, who interacted with that, shared it, liked it. Uh, really appreciate it. It means a lot. And before, you know, and it just kind of put us out in the open because before that, we had 600 followers on Facebook, and after the news broke, we're – we're close to a thousand. We're near, you know, nine hundred and forty or so. So that's for us. Like, you know, it means the world to us yeah, that people, amazing. yeah, people are care that much about the band's history and are invested so much that people, you know, and you especially know, in a time like this, you know, we're we're almost thirty years away from the beginning of this band. Yeah, and we're not in a time period where a lot of things are happening right now, but people still are invested. People still care, and that that really meant a lot. Yeah, it really does. So, you know, we're going to thank a bunch of people in a second, but just a general thank you to the Pearl Jam community for just your enthusiasm, your support. Um, We've reached out to the band uh, and have let them know what we have. Uh, We don't know what their response is really going to be yet, but we'll see. You know, fingers crossed, and hopefully, uh, you know, maybe the band gives us a mention at some point. But if they don't, then I think we're satisfied with – uh, uncovering a cool little mystery in five, uh, five years. So. Maybe we'll finally get that cassette tape from Ed someday. <laughs> we will have to see <laughs> Corduroy Boy 10 at Hotmail.com. Exactly, exactly. So um, 
just want to thank a bunch of people. You know, this has been, again, a, a really fun year, and we couldn't do it without the help of, uh, first and foremost, the Patreon donors that have uh, helped us out th- throughout the way. Um, you know, going just going down the list by name, uh, Aurelian, who's obviously, you know, he's super fan from France. He's been amazing since day one. Uh, Bagel, who's, you know, he's a rock star. Bradley Piasecki, who's really our first fan, uh, going back to when we did the Fantasy League. Uh, Eddie Quintana, Danny Baston, who's a new patron. Uh, Dave Crane, uh, who is probably not listening, but he pitched in uh, really early on. He is a, a good friend, a uh, good family friend of ours, so thank you, Dave. Uh, mm-hmm. Sal Espinoza, Amy Wilk, and a brand new Patreon donor. Uh, she met us at, uh, at Boston last year, Adrian Peterson. So, uh, you know, we, we thank all you guys for your support. And again, we're churning out way more content for, uh, for Patreon this coming year. And, uh, you know, just expect a lot out of it for all you that aren't on Patreon. There are a lot of things coming. So head on over there, see what we got and, uh, and subscribe. It's only a dollar to do it. And you get to come on the show if you do, if you do. Patreon.com slash live on four legs. And, uh, you can be like those cool people that we just listed. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to thank some of our uh, guests that we had on oh, yeah, this you know, year? And, and let me say, first of all, you guys were, were so generous in the beginning, I think, saying reaching out to people, saying, hey, come on the show. Let's talk about shows. Um, yeah. So I think you had Stephen Maton on really early on. Steve Maton, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dave Gentile from Live Footsteps. That was a great episode. Yep. Uh, you mentioned uh, Bradley, uh, Bagel, and Aurelian all came on. Those were great. We're going yep. to have them back at some point. Uh, mm-hmm. Brad Blazek did a great job talking about Milwaukee. Uh, Jesse came on, even though she'd never been to a Pearl Jam show. She came on and talked about uh, Florida. We're hoping that uh, that Jesse gets one in the next year or so. Uh, Brandon Palomo from the Better Band podcast came on, talked about Las Vegas. That was a great episode. Uh, Pete from Last Exit, Pete Griesbach came on. Um, Eddie Quintana, uh, Jeff Kohler won the uh, the contest to talk about St. Louis. That was great. And then we had uh, Tom from uh, Alphabetalica come on, talk about the Reading Fest from 06. And then just uh, last week, I had Martin and Colin from Scotland talk about uh, Glasgow. So thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much, everybody that we just mentioned. Um, again, and go check out those episodes because they're all great. They're all great. Um, again, you know, it doesn't help. It uh, it doesn't work without the help of, of, you know, the fans and the experiences. You know, we've only been to a handful of shows compared to everybody else. And everybody, you know, there are people on this list. Again, some have never been to a show. Some have only been to one or two. Yeah. And, you know, it's their excitement. It's their enthusiasm that kind of lights a fire under us to uh, get excited Definitely. about doing future shows and, uh, so. and we've got some uh we've got some good guests lined up for the future so we sure do yeah stay tuned for all that um a couple other special thank yous that i, I want to give a shout out to just for people that um you know even if you didn't donate to patreon even if you haven't been on a guest on the show we we've you know we've seen you before you've either commented you've emailed you've uh you know even if you've liked a bunch of our facebook posts or shared a bunch of our facebook posts we're you know we see everything and and we just want to give a little thank you to all you guys because we know that you're listening so uh a couple a couple of you guys uh dave robles 
uh, Don Mortimer McQueen, Chris Pullman, Jason Corbin, who shared a lot of bootlegs with us early on, uh, Robert Miller, who shared the set list with us last week, uh, Julie LeClerc, uh, Vanessa Osmus, Danny Bethen, Joey Goodsir, Sharon Vanderbilt Scheibold, Jimmy D, who we mentioned before, uh, Johnny Firecloud, who uh, has a podcast called Anti-Quiet, and he gave us a little shout-out last week, and he's listened to his show. Uh, He did a podcast talking about uh, just his Pearl Jam fandom, and it's part one. Uh, Just check it out. It's it's really well told. It's amazing stories. And uh, can't forget Deborah McMurray. She goes crazy for our trivia, and uh, you know, it's that kind of passion she's and dedication. A, she's a Pearl Jam savant. Let's she really, yeah. She goes, she's she goes like, the extra mile on those, uh, on those questions. She's, she's analog live footsteps. <laughs> let's, let's put it that way. And she's, she's been awesome. She's shared a lot of really good stuff with us. Uh, she's always willing to help out. She's always putting in time to participate. So, uh, you know, a couple other people I didn't even write down. Mike Packard, uh, he met us, uh, at the, um, at Boston last year. Kathy Davis met us at Boston last year. Jeff Lilly and Bill Vorberg, if they're listening, uh, uh, they were part of the original fantasy league. So again, um, thank you guys. Yeah, thank you. So we much. can't can't do it without you. And um, we have to thank uh, Chris Buckley as well. Of um, that's a special thank you because he came to Boston and hung out with us. And you know, we were you know we all had a kind of a connection because we were all Mets fans. We were all from Long Island, so right away we bonded. And you know, wait, who's Met- who's winning the NL East right now? It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't really. Matter. It doesn't matter. Atlanta Braves. We got swept by the Braves because we're not a good team. We're not as good of a team as the Braves, but you know what? Um, we're better than the Phillies. I'll take that. We got, had a lot of co- lot in common with him. We had him on the show really early on, and we knew that he had a very special sort of passion for it. So that kind of um, you know that led us to invite him to to become a co-host, and uh, we're going to have him on more. Uh, in the next coming months. So, yeah, you know, you know I, I love listening to him on the show, and uh, hopefully uh, he and I will get to do some episodes together. And there's one other person that I think we need to thank, but I'm not sure who it is. Who could it be? Hmm. Hmm. Let's go back. We might have to, we're going to need the way back time machine. The way back one. time machine to, yeah. oh, June? May? Was I think we might, we, might need to, we might need to ride a large body of water. Oh. To get to that person. Hmm. Who Maybe. could it be? Hmm. Who could it be? Hello, Matt. Come down, Matt. Hey, guys. It's Matt. Just wanted to pop in quick and say hi and say thank you on this historic one-year anniversary of the podcast. Happy birthday, podcast. I wish this clip could be a little bit longer. I was stuck in Jersey all weekend on gigs, which is uh, another example of why I can't be full-time on the show anymore. I also have a bit of a head cold, so bear with me. I just wanted to quickly say thank you to everyone that has listened and subscribed and contributed. Uh, your your presence uh, made the podcast what it is, and I don't think we would have gotten any better if it wasn't for you and your fantastic social media presence and your contributions and your donations, uh, your topics and your show ideas uh, and uh, being guests on the show and uh, being co-hosts while I have to take a leave of absence, which I'm sure Randy really appreciates. So yeah, I just wanted to say thank you because without you guys, there was no show.
So keep listening and uh, keep contributing because we need you guys. And hopefully soon I could I could pop in and contribute a little bit more myself uh, if my schedule allows. So once again, thanks and happy birthday podcast. And I'll see you guys soon. Matt uh, is really he's vital to the show even happening. Um, you know, he spent countless hours editing, putting in his time, putting in his effort, researching. Uh, you know, he, he brought a really different voice to the show. Uh, and I, you know, I miss talking to him and I hope that he can come on really soon and share some more of his, uh, insight as, uh, you know, as, uh, as crazy it might be at the end of the day. Um, you know, we're still best friends and, uh, you know, we might fight about all this stuff, but it's a whole hell of a lot of fun to have him on and talk about this stuff. And really, you know, I, I wasn't going to do this with anybody else. It was our idea. You know, he was in from the beginning and, and, uh, you know, we were still, I saw him the other day and we were still talking about all this stuff and how much fun it was. So he'll, he'll always be a leg. Yeah, absolutely. Always, always and forever. And you know, his, his schedule is going to get lightened up, uh, you know, in the winter. So we'll have him on a couple of times and we'll try to get as much out of him as we can. Oh, I, can't, I, can't, I can't wait. I can't a wrestling, wait. a wrestling or a boxing match with uh, him we're, and John. We're, we're going to get into it for sure. Yep. So, uh, been, again, thank been waiting. I'm coming, I'm coming for you. That, thanks to, Hold thanks it. to Matt for just being a part of it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Matt. So we uh, we have all the names in for the poster giveaway, and we have a poster, and we're going to reveal it right now. We're going to be giving away the Columbia 2016 poster. Oh, it was a great it's, show. Uh, it's a good show, and it's got a bat on the poster. It's a really nice poster. So um, for anybody that participated in commenting or sharing uh, via Facebook, uh, head on over, wait for the end of the episode. Uh, we are going to be announcing it in the outro. So uh, stay tuned for that. And for now, we'll, uh, we'll get to the gorge. Yeah, I've got, um, I've got all the names in a hat right here. So look forward to that at the end of the episode. Yep, stay tuned. Let's get to the show that you guys picked for us to cover today. Uh, it was kind of a runaway. The um, show that Randy stuffed the ballot for. Uh, was completely untrue. Um, <laughs> everybody, I didn't even have a vote. I just let it yeah. go. Yeah. Um, and people. No, the, yeah, they, there were four great choices, like I said before. You know, we, you couldn't go wrong with any of these shows. No, and the winner, obviously, uh, the Gorge 2005. It's a big show. All four of these were pretty big shows, and uh, we'll cover the other three at some point in the future. Uh, you know, not to worry about that. But uh, this is a good one because uh, this show happened at this time of year. This was a September first show from two thousand five, so it's it's kind of an anniversary. It's kind of you know, it's as close to the date as we can possibly get. Uh, releasing this on a Wednesday, so um, but you know, th- this feels big. It feels big when, you know, you're thinking about it from a standpoint in 2005. They're playing this major venue. Uh, a lot of bands make the trek out to out there uh, to play it. And it's kind of, you know, it's uh, it's sort of, it's a trip for people. And they, they go out camping and they kind of do all the, this, this stuff. So Yeah, it seems like a really special venue. Like somewhere you're not going to get, you know, an atmosphere like this at you know at an arena even at 
even at like an indoor arena like MSG where they've had great shows, any like you know any the base Wrigley Field, anything like that, the Gorge is just something separate. It's something really special. Yeah, you really. I mean, even Alpine Valley isn't anything like this, and Al- Alpine Valley being a great outdoor venue, uh, you know, in kind of kind of a scenic area, but not really. But this is really you want scenic, and you want you know the canyons and and just sort of being out in nature this is this is it and you see the the pictures from you know this 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 venue and and it's mind-blowing especially you know we're going to talk about it the sunset yeah i think uh i think mike mentioned actually that was kind of spiritual like you get the feeling you look behind you and then you see the crowd and everything and it's it must have been really special for them yeah, I would think so. And they, th- this actually wasn't the first time they played at the Gorge. They played there in '93. I don't really know much the, of the specifics about that, um, but obviously they would go on to play uh, two more shows in 2006 as well. But this was really the big one. So um, I got no other real starting notes on this. Uh, well, a, a few things. So if we, okay, what do you got? You know, if we go back to 2005. You know, Riot Act comes out in 2002. They have a whole 2003 tour, which we've covered a few times. Um, And then so they do the Vote for Change tour 2004. So 2005, you know, they're working on the Avocado record. Instead of of pushing that record, they decide to, like, take some time. You know, let's just go play some shows. You know, they've been on that album tour, album tour, album tour cycle since the beginning, basically. So 2005 is like the first time that they had a chance to just go play some shows without having to promote an album, which we've talked about, you know, they've they've been doing, you know, since then because our albums have been kind of spaced out uh, at this point. But this is kind of the beginning of that where they're just kind of touring because they like to tour and they're they're playing where they want to play. And, you know, this is there was a great run of Canadian shows 2005, some South American shows and the set list got kind of crazy because they weren't, you know, they weren't pushing an album really. Um, they did, but Missoula was the the first show just a couple of days before. They brought back B Girl for the Would first. Would you consider time in this like years. the Lost Dogs tour? Because I feel like the, a lot of these shows had debuts or really mm-hmm. early versions of Lost Dogs songs. And, and think too, Lost Dogs comes out in two thousand three. It really is the most recent thing that they're doing. I'm mm-hmm. sure that made them the release of that made them go back and like you know, hey, let's go learn some of those songs. You know, let's go sure. learn Undone. Let's go learn. Relearn Hard to Imagine, you know, things like that. Uh, but yet that Missoula show, they brought back B-Girl in Black, Red, and Yellow for the first time in forever. Um, so I think it's just, they're just really in a relaxed mood and really looking to, to give back to the fans for these shows. Yeah, and uh, these were always popular shows. Uh, they came out with the double bootleg set uh, for the 2005 and the 2006 the triple show. bootleg set. Triple I have, bootleg I have set, the, you're right. The CD, I have the seven CD set that has all these shows on it. I got it from the 10 Club back then. It's really great. Yeah, I I, I mean, that's a, that's a really nice collector's item. I, the, I uh, yeah, the artwork is really cool, too. I was actually looking in, looking into it a little bit. The artwork is done by the, uh, I think his name is Apodaca, Fernando Apodaca, who did the Life Wasted video. Oh, okay. Uh, he did the artwork for the for the cover of the CDs and actually they, they filmed some of the stills for the life wasted video on this day that the show was played. Interesting. All yeah. right. Cool. Awesome. Um, without further ado, any other notes or can we uh, jump right into this? Let's get into it. All right. It's a good start. 
Yeah, it's a great start. Um, and we, we've covered this before. So opening the show here, obviously, you know, you get the first nine songs are all acoustic. It's kind of, you know. Well, let's call like, it seated. Uh, can we get into that? It's not really acoustic. Uh, yeah, they're, Mike's they're got an electric. Plugged in. We're, yeah. we're, we're plugged in. We're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it seated. That's, that's fine. I think, I think I called it slow jams. <laughs> is that uh, is that too is Pearl Jam going to slow jam the news <laughs> uh, seated I'll, I'll go with seated yeah, we'll go fine. with seated so right. yeah this is really the warm up to the big main set and the encores later uh, and it's something they really haven't done since uh, Mansfield the third night or Ben Arroyo uh, Santa, Santa Barbara sure yeah I mean it's it's not something they do often but it feels like they're taking a special venue and they're making a special moment out of it by, you know, basically taking a lot of songs in this part of the set list and uh, that they don't play and making it special. I, it's probably, I think it's my favorite part about this whole entire show, just how they aligned the songs and, and the choices of the songs they, they made in this uh, early part of the set. Yeah, it's almost like a little mini set on its own you know it, there there's some heavy hitters in there yeah for sure and uh it starts off with uh i believe in miracles and we've covered this version before it's a uh, kind of a toned down version more acoustic but not you know it's not ramon sounding they're not starting with a with heavy guitar show so same year uh and really it's a nice open it you know it kind of it gets you excited but it doesn't get you it doesn't overdo it it eases you in and uh and that gets you right into elderly woman um and before elderly woman ed kind of says you know certain things in life uh it take a long way of getting there but once once you get there it's spectacular and then he mentions tom petty Tom Petty's going to be mentioned about a hundred times in the show, so just just deal with it. It's you know it's part of the show. It's a great part of the show. Uh, it's an annoying we, part of the show. And we should mention he was scheduled to play there. I think the next two nights. Yes. Yeah. So there's there is um, a reason. There's a method for the madness. Yeah. So he was in a hotel. There's a hotel in like a winery uh, that's like right basically in the parking lot or right next to it so he can be on the balcony in the hotel and watch and and listen to everything that's going on and i guess 
he had a conversation with Ed earlier in the day, and he said, you know, he was gonna he was gonna take the time to listen. Uh, but the whole theme of the show is uh, to try to get Tom Petty to uh, come down from the balcony and uh, join them for a song, which uh, unfortunately did not happen. Spoiler alert! But um, <laughs> not not for the lack of trying. No. So after that uh, little speech, he says, uh, we're going to play some sunset music for Tom and, and the Heartbreakers, and they're not going to get any sleep tonight, which uh, excites the crowd. And here you get a little package of elderly woman, and off he goes. Uh, good little start. You know, these are quiet songs. Uh, elderly woman, not really done as a sing-along in this version. It's kind of more... Uh, how do you say it? It's kind very of solemn. relaxed. Yeah. It, it seemed, seemed very relaxed to me. Mm-hmm. It, it still has a sing-along vibe yeah but uh it still you know we talk we've talked about different versions of this before and how it elicits a different crowd reaction i think early on like this you, you're still easing into everything if you have a real sing-along version of elderly woman going into off he goes which can be a sing-along but typically isn't then uh you know i, I think they know what they're doing in this case and I think, you know, something that we're, that rears its head and off he goes that we're going to talk about a lot too is, um, there are a lot of fuck ups in this show. There are tons. Um, yeah. off he goes, especially, he almost drops a whole verse. Um, but the, the way he does it and Ed is, again, he's the master of this. He, he makes it adorable. Like <laughs> he gets the crowd tight. on his side where you're rooting for him. Like, you know, we've, we've mentioned some of the bands that, that you know Pearl Jam's peers you know if you go to see System of a Down or you go to see Third Eye Blind or whoever you know if they mess up a line in the song you know name whatever alternative band you want to name if they mess up a song the crowd's going to be yelling at them their people are going to be mad like they're going to make a big deal out of it like they're going to be embarrassed Pearl Jam when they mess up it's almost like you're they make not that they make light of it but they almost like make they fun of themselves. It. They're able to like poke fun at themselves and that gets you on their side. So I, it's something where you don't even mind. Like if you if you go to a show and he messes up the lyrics, it's almost like, oh, we got something cool and special because they fucked up. You know, it's not something where people are mad or people are feeling like they, they got ripped off or they ruined the song or anything. If anything, it's he's able to get the crowd on his side and like I said, just make it a, make it seem adorable. Yeah, and I go back to one of my favorite moments with uh, Better Man at MSG in, in 2008. He, uh, you know, he screws up the first verse of the song and yep. has to start over again. The whole entire crowd is singing it, and he just lets the crowd sing it. It's, it's a great moment, and uh, sometimes, you know, yeah, songs can sound perfect, and, and that's great, and you can come out and say that they had a, like, a fired-up performance, but when they have these little mess-ups and... Uh, you know, they, they kind of, they, they don't take it too seriously. They're, they're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, let's just laugh it off. It, it put, it puts the crowd at ease. It really does. Definitely. And it, it makes them think that, uh, the band, you know, feels like they're right at home and, and, you know, that they are there to have fun. So, you know, pretty, uh, pretty fun start. And even Ed acknowledges it afterwards. And he said, he always thought that song was a little, little long anyway. And, uh, he wanted to get, he says he wanted to get this here to go with what's going on there, which means he wanted to play low light 
to coincide with the sunset going down. sixth time that they've they've performed this live mm. in about seven years of uh, the song's existence right so we, we've talked about this at exhaustion and how you know early versions of this could sound you know like they're still trying to figure it out and I, I think they're in this vibe of they are trying to figure it out if you listen to Mike he is kind of off with the solo a little bit but he finds his way and they find a way to make it work and and get in a groove with it um but it really it's at this time it's not a setless staple but you know you can see and you could hear it that they're trying to figure it out and they're trying to make it a song that they can play more often and this too i mean this was kind of the beginning of it coming back they played it a few more times uh on this tour and then in 2006 they really brought it back as kind of a in the regular rotation song so this performance may have like kickstarted the song to them and been like, sure. hey, you know, it's got a great reaction. It really works. We figured something out on it. You know, let's keep playing it. So and now this the, is the, the genesis of that, of the song becoming what it is today. Yeah, I think that would be, you know, one of the post Vitalogy song evolution episodes that we can do. I think Low Light would be a perfect episode. For oh, that. yeah. Yeah. Because because of. You know, it's basically, it's one of their more common songs. It's it's like, and I always go back to a baseball reference, but it's like the guy that, you know, was always a bench player, then all of a sudden he's either pumping steroids or something like that, and uh, he's an all-star. But I, I don't think that uh, Mike took any steroids in this case. So. <laughs> uh, so Ed said that was a song written by Jeff, who skateboarded from Montana in order to get here tonight, which is... Uh, probably true and boy are boy are his arms tired (laughs) so that takes us into uh man of the hour and this is an official debut for live on four legs today uh it's a handful of pretty rare tracks that we'll hear this evening but we we we've kind of touched up on it before but not really because uh it was it was an ed solo thing so we just kind of mentioned it uh but this is really the live debut Others walked away 
song just giving a little bit more time to it than we usually would uh since we've never even talked about it really before yeah you know i I love the song i remember when the movie came out uh big fish and you know there was they were talking talks that you know eddie was going to write a song for the movie uh when i first heard it i thought it was amazing uh they released a cd single i think through the tin club that has the the studio version and then his demo version on it just him and an acoustic guitar, which is great as well. Um, it's really kind of haunting, and like the melody is really great. The lyrics are great. It's something that uh, that they don't pull out very often still, but they really should play it more. I I agree with that. Uh, it's something I've never seen, and um, I'm I'm. It's something that really grew on me after a while i think you know early on in my listening i, I was really into the harder stuff and then once i kind of got into you know more of the off he goes and the immortalities and things like that this this one started to grow on me um the only problem that i have with the song is that sometimes when it goes into the bridge i feel like i'm gonna get the bridge of future days it's hmm. weird it's a really weird thing like instead of I can't even remember what the, the old man uh, comes or something like that, whatever that line is. I feel like we're going to get When Hurricanes and Cyclones Rage. I, feel uh, I think like we're going to get that part. I think Man at the Hour is a much better song than Future Days. But 100%. I got, it in, uh, I got to see it in uh, Wrigley 2016, and it was great there. They that was a cross off Wrigley 2013. I was very upset <laughs> about that. Yeah. But. Uh, cool. Good. We, we got a new one in. Even, even with a year of uh of doing this there there's still some stuff that uh we haven't covered before and if you're listening to this on wednesday night uh trivia tonight you'll uh you'll get to find out all of the ones that uh that we haven't done there's a big trivia question coming out maybe we'll even tease it later and get you guys ready for it uh but yeah uh it'll involve stuff that we haven't covered before um Ed, after this, mentions uh, New Orleans and says that uh, the next one's dedicated to victims of Hurricane Katrina. And you get a really good version of I Am Mine here. Um, oh, a great version of I Am Mine. If you, uh, if you hear at the end, uh, Boom takes a solo and, mm-hmm. then he, and then he points at Mike as if to say, you know, oh, your turn. Which is a mistake because Mike is unbelievable and he, t- he takes off on this song and just goes on. You th- and you think he's going to go back and point back to Boom and they're going to trade off like they do in, uh, in the next song. But Mike just keeps going and keeps going and uh, he kind of he shows Boom who's the boss in this song a little bit. But yeah. That's a little funny moment if you watch the video. You see Boom take his little solo and then point at Mike and Mike goes, okay, I'll, I'll see you and I'll raise you. Yeah, this this Crazy Mary, you're not going to see in this part of the set. And obviously, this is kind of uh, a different thing, but to get it seven songs in, pretty cool to see. Uh, you know, all oh, the another, all, and then uh, you know, we're going to say it all throughout the show. This is a McCready show. Yeah, you know, we've done we've done some shows that are Eddie shows, and we've done some shows that are Stone shows, but 
this is a McCready show through and through, and he this his solo on Crazy Mary, even though he's sitting down, he was putting everything he had into it. there was uh i don't want to say trepidation but with these these whole nine songs together i feel like they they kind of took a little bit of edge off uh where they wanted to make it more of a a relaxing mood and that kind of turned a little bit uh when it was time for boom to shine in crazy mary it feels like they they put some juice back into uh this part of the set definitely definitely he and you, you can see mike on his chair like he wants to get up and he 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 wants to be up a pushing feedback on that amp and jumping around but he he restrains himself but it's it's really cool to see and uh that yeah i mean boom was fantastic in this and again mike and boom just play off of each other so well boom uh, has a boom has a couple more moments later we'll we'll mention him later i think a little bit too definitely does um and you got two more at the end of uh this uh this sit down and it's it's going to be black and uh hard to imagine and you know when when you go back and look at all the gems for this show uh i think a lot of people are going to say that it was a highlight to get black that early because back then, you know, they, they've played around with it a little bit at that point, uh, you know, in recent days. But uh, sure. back then, it was pretty much an end of the set or, you know, middle of the encore type song. Um, and as far as the way it was played, though, I think I just prefer it full on electric. Uh, not that it doesn't sound good, but it loses the atmospheric vibe to it um well i think too it, it kind of ties in with with low light being the sunset song and if you mm-hmm. if you notice black during black it the the sun actually it's goes completely down dark. And it's, it gets yeah. really dark and i think that that maybe had there maybe was some planning behind that as well probably yeah it's it's very possible and uh you know we don't have uh we belong together on this it's not no, really no no tag, but the the crowd is is really doing their part with uh, the do 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 do's. The, the, the crowd is great in the show. I mean, hats off if you were there. Like they really, this is a great crowd. If you wanna if you wanna hear a show where the crowd really is participating and yelling and taking on every part of the song, this is a great one. You know that that's it's got to be expected for a show like that to to take a trek like that, and most people, you know. They're in campers for the full, full for the full night, so they're they're really you have to be sort of a, a fanatic to to go and do this. Yeah. So I wouldn't expect anything different, and I think a lot of people's uh, recollection of this is, is just and we'll see later with Tom Petty stuff, but uh, you know how the fans were just ready to go and, and uh, in, enjoying themselves all night. Uh, yeah, and if you see uh, during Hard to Imagine, they finally can't 
stay seated any longer. You see Stone get up <laughs> and start to play. Then Eddie looks over and says, "Oh, he's going to stand up. I'll stand up." Yep. Then you see, you know, you see Je- Jeff stand up, Mike stand up, and by the end of the song, they're they're just they're all standing up. And the, the seated part is over. I mean, you got to give it to, to them to do that because look. It went 193 shows since since it was last. Oh yeah, played, uh, seven years, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a travesty but, for for a great song like this. This is one of their. Oh, it's in. It's probably in my top twenty. Yeah, it's definitely up there for me too. But you can hear in the beginning, people in the crowd audibly just like what, whoa, yeah. and it it sounds like it's it's a special moment for a lot of people. And and already in the first nine songs. You get Man of the Hour that's never played. You get uh, Low Light that's never played. You get Hard to Imagine that's never played. You get Crazy Mary in black and spots that uh, they have almost no business being in. And they made all of it work. And they made all of it sound really, really good. That's, to me, like, that. that's a win. That's that's one of the best uh, little openers that, that I've seen of the of this kind. Oh yeah, hard to imagine is the is the cherry on top for me. Like it it brings the whole thing together. It's a it's a great song and a great performance of it. Yeah, um, it was the eighth time they'd ever played. There's a lot of songs where uh, the time that they played it in the show it was in single digits. So like mm-hmm. we said with, with Low Light, it was the sixth time. Uh, Man of the Hour was the fifth. Hard to imagine it was the eighth. So they're you know they, they they realize how special it is and how many people are taking the trek to go see them and and I think that they're they're getting rewarded for this so uh, that kind of takes us into this main set this big chunk in the middle here uh, that we're gonna get into in, in pieces and 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 all that so um, apparently they took kind of a bit of a long hiatus they took about a half hour uh, to go back on. Which uh, I didn't expect for them to do. That's something yeah, I, I mean, read today. You wanna, I mean, he's he's got to rest his voice. They're they're probably you know gonna take a break, like give people a chance to to calm down a little bit, and then they they may have even you know maybe even done some set list tweaking and any things like that, you know. Yeah, there, there's a little bit of set list tweaking in here. I think it was originally supposed to have 39 songs, and there are a couple that got shuffled around, and we'll, we'll get to all that. But, um, yeah, uh, you go into the main set here, and it, it's kind of it's taking a little bit of what the early stuff had, and it's kind of escalating off it a little bit, and Given the Fly is a really good go-between to sort That's of... fantastic. ...get you back in that mode of like, okay... Well, we started off and we were, you know, we were sitting down and we were relaxed and now we're we're ready to go. We're ready to fly and you get give it a fly, last exit, save you do the evolution all in one little chunk here. What was what was your favorite part about this this chunk? Uh given to fly, for sure. He you know, he changes the lyrics at the beginning, you know, made it to the river, mm-hmm. kind of smoking a cliff, you know, making reference to where they are. Um it's just an awesome start to the set for the venue. And you know, "Given to Fly" is one of my one of their best live songs. It uh, it stands out wherever you put it. Um, last exit, I thought Matt was great, uh, and then "Do the Evolution," of course, just to keep the energy up. It's a it's a great crowd participation. Yeah, the Hallelujah chorus uh, there when uh, he says, "Can you hear us, Tom?" Mm-hmm. It's again good running theme throughout the night, and 
uh, we get we get it after Evolution too. Ed is uh, talking to Tom, and he he says the first hello, Tom, and invites him to come down. And that's when we get into uh, another very rare song that they did on this night alone. Um, it got off to a pretty rough start, and it really wasn't the tightest performance. You know, I'll, you know, I'll give them a break on this. Alone is is something that that's been around since the very very beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's something that, you know, it, it never really made its way. It's not something that, it's. I don't think it's anyone's favorite song. You know, feel free to email if, if Alone is your favorite song. But <laughs> it's one of those that, he, you know, we've, we've mentioned it before. He always talks about, you know, this one's for the serious collector now. You know, right. we play it now. Right. And, uh, and, you know, they don't give it kind of the same, you know, it needs that almost like 1991, 1992 weight behind it to really to get a full performance of it. You know, there's no... We don't get the vocal outro in this performance. Yeah. Hadn't quite uh, worked its way back yet. But, um, you know, I'm sure for the people there, it was it was special, and they were they were stoked to hear it. it, it the song had had... Um, I think it, it had come back at a Boston show in, two, in 2004, and I think it had something like a 322-song, 22-show uh, lay, layoff or something like that. Ten years, I believe. Yeah, probably since around the the Orpheum. 94, 94 to two thousand four, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I would. The Orpheum was probably the last time they did it. So uh, crazy, you know. Again, they're they know what kind of crowd they have, and alone is going into sad. And again, you want to get in single digits here. Sad. This was only the fifth time that they had ever played yeah, sad. And, and again, I've, you know, I've, we've talked about my alternate universe theory where. This is the the lead single off of Binaural, and it becomes a huge mm-hmm. album. This is a song that absolutely should have been on that album, and it probably suffers from it being too good and too poppy that it didn't make it on there. But uh, yeah, this is a, a great version of Sad. Like it, it deserves to to stick around a lot, you know. And and it has. It's become you know one of the, their go to B sides. Yeah, I you know I I've always wondered if if Brennan O'Brien had more of a say in the track listing. If uh, if certain songs would have made it, and I think that Sad yeah. would have been one that he would have fought for. Sad, uh, good performance, sounds real tight here, uh, really early stages again. Uh, that gets us into even flow too, which we've seen this combo a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and really, we, you know, we don't quite get the mat. We hadn't gotten the mat drum solo section yet, but we do nope. get a, a really good crowd sing along at the end. Hey, we play this song a lot, and. Uh, I still like playing it, but uh, if you could take this next chorus, I'd love it. Are you ready? Here we go. One, two, go! response is just is magnificent it's awesome uh it's definitely a big moment for this show um and that takes us into a version of not for you it's this little section here not for you corduroy dissident and then uh, mfc at the end um not you had something that you wanted to talk about with not for you and i'm wondering if it had to do with the improv at the end it definitely does um okay 
you know, this isn't a, uh, it's it's not a modern girl, but he does a little improv. It sounds like how they do it. Over the, uh, over the little arpeggiated outro at the end. And I think Ed had just become a dad. I think his daughter was born, I think, 2004. Okay. And a lot of people, you know, I went back and looked on the, uh, on the forums, the official forums, and people were talking about this, and a lot of people... Uh, posited that it was about his daughter and about him becoming like a new father and it's just really beautiful Like later this tour, they maybe did it one more time, but you know it's it's really really poignant and really heartfelt, and it's uh, it's a great way to end the song. I, I love this version of "Not for You." Yeah, this this was this was really nice after a pretty uh, pretty good performance. Of "Not for You." I'm, I'm just getting bored of "Not for You." Uh, not to I don't know. Well, maybe the song, the song is not for you anymore. Uh, maybe it's not. Maybe, <laughs> and that's the whole purpose for it. So. Uh, Corduroy's mid-set. This is... I love Corduroy mid-set. We've talked about this before. Um, when it, it's, it's the scenario of that early stuff that, that comes in the beginning, and Corduroy is usually predicted to be a part of that and expected, and then when you get it mid-set, it's kind of... It changes... You know, it, it changes the tide a little bit. It kind of turns the tables. I love when they do that. Yeah, it's kind of weird that they would do alone and then sad, you know, two lost dogs together, and then group this even flow, not for you, corduroy dissident, a lot of like all singles, right? Singles yeah. in quotation marks. There wasn't an official single for corduroy, obviously, but have those kind of heavy hitters lumped all together interesting that they would pick choose to do that like let's put the two b-sides together then we'll play our some more of the, the bread and butter songs then we'll go back and do a couple more b-sides to bookend it it's kind of a unique way to to treat the middle of this set here yeah and and corduroy while you know usually very much a spotlight of a set it does it's not like it gets lost 
in the middle of it. It, it just makes the middle of it stronger. It's uh, you know, it's it's putting a guy that needs that is usually a three hitter in the in the sixth spot, and uh, I, I I love when that happens. It doesn't happen too often, but when it does, uh, uh, you know, you get you get a little bit of a special treat. Hey, you there, there's no wrong place to play corduroy. It's a it's one of their best songs, hands down, and it they can open with it, they can close the set, they can play it in an encore, they can play it second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. It's it's one of their best songs, and it you know it it holds it holds a place wherever it is. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say I don't want to hear corduroy tonight. Right. So uh, after dissident, which we have not much to say on because we've really covered a lot about dissident uh the last couple weeks nothing has really changed uh ed says it's a great place and all but it takes a lot for all your friends to come down here and play so we'll be here for a while but we can do two things we can either leave tom alone or we can really go at it so what we'll say uh on the count of three we'll say hello tom come down tom all right We'll try, we'll practice, and then we'll really do it, all right. So, hello, Tom, come down, Tom. One, two, three. Hello, Tom, come down, Tom. I think we should we should start doing that for Matt. I think, hello, Matt, <laughs> come down, Matt. I think I'm going to start doing That's going to be my new outro to every show. That's going to be my, my, my sign-off. I like that. I like that idea. And just like Tom Petty, you're not going to get an answer. <laughs> uh, that stuff uh, gets us into MFC. Uh, you know, again, you know, atmospheric with MFC. That's what I like about this song. Uh, oh, I love MFC. I, I missed the Untitled, though. I wish we had gotten a little bit of Untitled in there. But I totally M- agree. MFC is fantastic. Yeah, we did Untitled last week. You missed yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, the gnawing, obviously, gotta touch up on that. MFC's great. Yeah, I'll take the no, 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 no anytime. I, I, I just gotta bring it up now because it, it's become a thing. So, anytime that we hear it, just gotta bring it up. So, uh, here's the next one. And tease it up by saying he doesn't know if he's ever played it live before, which indeed it is the live debut of Undone. chance to cover this before uh vic theater show uh they've only played this five times in their history and there's probably a reason for it it's just not a really good live song it just doesn't translate well, well i think it never 
had a chance really. These like Riot Act B side songs, The Down, Other Side, Undone, these were all great. Like I don't know how they didn't make it on the album. Like Other Side is fantastic, Undone is great, it has a great melody to it. Down, obviously people love. Um but yeah, just a, another special thing for the people of the show to get a get a debut of a song like this. Yeah, another misstep for Ed too on the lyrics, but you know what? Oh, he's adorable. <sighs> for the first time ever playing the song, you know. Oh yeah, I, I, I get it. I totally get it. How many times are you even using it in in soundcheck? So I'm sure he had uh, to go back and listen to Lost Dogs to remember what the lyrics were. Right. It just it isn't the whole song overall. Just doesn't feel like it it gets together live like if if they worked on it the same way they worked on low light maybe they could do it more often but i i understand why this one is is a little bit more left off it's really it's probably better suited as a studio song um another hello tom we're just trolling at this point he, we're just trolling Tom Petty at this point. He's he after all this, he's definitely not coming. No, uh, and Ed, Ed even mentions he's probably pissed off. Uh, he's, he's, he was he was smoking a joint on the on the balcony, just laughing. That that's probably why he didn't go. He was probably too high. Probably he was probably like fuck it. I gotta walk down a flight of stairs and then go through a bunch of people. I'm not doing this. <laughs> If if you believe a uh, a jamoke over at the uh, at the boards, you know this was back uh, a couple of years ago um, when this when this thread was going. Uh, he he said that Tom was sitting next to his friend in the third row. Yeah, I don't buy it. <laughs> I don't think any a lot of responses to that saying yeah, your story does not check out. He's like, oh well, I got a picture, and he doesn't post a picture. So. Right. Good, good story, the suitcase story here. Uh, yeah. Ed was telling a story how he was carrying a suitcase at some function, and Tom comes up to him and he's, he said, Hey, everybody, Ed's going to do his ventriloquist act for us. That's a pretty funny line. And yeah, Ed, Ed's always carrying that suitcase around. If you ever see him uh, do the solo shows, he brings it out and opens it up and uh, pulls out a bunch of stuff. Daughter here. Daughter's tag is pretty extended. Uh, no actual songs, but a lot of chanting back and forth. And then some more improving. Ed saying some lines, where Where do you go when you leave here? I'm going to a better place. Um, it's all fine, and I think I would have liked it if I saw it, but it really doesn't do much for me listening to it on a bootleg. Yeah, I think that, you know, the sound of Daughter, you know, that Stone's guitar when it first comes in, it's the tone is so nice. Like, I, I love the way that that acoustic sounds. And, uh, yeah, just I think it's, that's him realizing, you know, what kind of crowd he had and realizing that they were going to be up for doing something like this. You know, it's not every crowd that they play is going to is going to be able to, to pull off something like this. And uh, and like I said, he's a master of, of reading crowds and knowing knowing what he can do and what he can get away with and what he can make people do. And I think this this daughter is a great, great crowd response, call and response tag for uh, for the crowd. 
For sure. And uh, you're getting, look, um, you're getting a lot of hits in this main part of the set, and that's going to be something I want to brush up on when we talk about the uh, the encores a little bit and their their choices for the encores. But um, interesting, uh, there, there's a spot where I think that Daughter could have been switched into the encore uh, to make the encore feel a little bit more meaty and special, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um Packaging the final four of the main set here in my tree, state of love and trust, a live porch. Uh, and in my tree has an awesome boom section. Oh, it's unbelievable. And uh, Eddie, the, the problem I have with it, Eddie just sort of forgets to sing half of it. And then I realized midway through the song that they aren't doing the studio version. They're doing their alternate version that they were doing, you know, mid-2000s. Right. Um, I don't know. This version, I feel like Ed missed a lot of his spots in this one. I don't I don't mind. This is, this is a top I know it's three. Your song. Yeah, it's a top three song for me. I go back and forth between Corduroy and Black and In My Tree. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just cool to, I mean, you know, we have the studio version. We have the, the 96 versions. This is cool to have something a little different. And, you know, like I said, the boom solo at the end, he really, he really takes off. They should play in my tree at every show. Like I, it's that's this is my number one that I haven't seen yet that I'd love to see if they ever play shows again. Well, where were you uh, when they were in Moline? Huh? Where were you doing that day? I was uh, not in Moline because who (laughs) thought who thought that who thought that Moline was going to get that? Well, if you were in Moline, you would have gotten in my tree. Well, if I'd known in advance, I would have (laughs) gone, asshole. Uh. State of Love and Trust, good glue, got nothing else to say about it. There was, you know, it just kind of sticks in the middle there like it does. Um, and after that, you get a... Is it fun at this point? Is it still fun or is it is it stupid? I, I you know, I, I can't decide whether I, I, I'm enjoying it or not. And I think if you're there... You are because you're sort of oh, yeah, getting the louder you get. It's still getting a reaction from the crowd, so I think it's still fun for those people at this point. You know, he's he's not doing this for for us listening to the show fourteen, fifteen years later. He's doing it no. for the for the people at the show, and I think they they were still into it and still uh, still trying to get Tom there. Right. Had we have gotten the payoff of of Tom, uh, you know, actually showing up, then this would have all. You know, nobody would have said this is annoying, but you know, obviously we know what the outcome is, and you know, it's it, it, when it's every other song, it's kind of like, all right, guys. But I get it, and it's a cool theme, and it's Tom Petty. I'm not going to complain. So, uh, alive and porch. What do you got? Great. I mean, it's it's the end of the first set. You know, they it's, it had been a while since we'd gotten a ten song back from back. Even flow, so you know you were going to get these two 
Yeah, uh, not a lot of ten in the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, no, nothing special. I mean, it, it's not a it's not a super fast porch. It's not a super long porch. Uh, so yeah, just uh, great songs. And Ed does mention in the middle, uh, he mentions New Orleans again, and uh, a member of his crew had had a brother that lived down there that he was finally able to get in contact yeah, with. Yeah, this is right after uh, Hurricane Katrina. Yeah, and Ed even says, he's like, I really wish everybody well down there, even those two asshole cops that uh, that arrested me. <laughs> um, if, if you didn't know, Ed, Ed was arrested back in 1993 with, uh, with former Cy Young winner Jack McDowell, of all people down in new orleans um i believe it was for a little bit of fisticuffs yeah new orleans is a uh i've been there a couple of times it's uh it's got its own unique uh unique flavor to it yeah um strange things happen there yeah i'm sure i've never been but uh yeah I, i i can absolutely see that here we go 10 more songs we still got a lot like this there's technically three encores to go but man it just feels it feels like you're you're getting so much out of this once uh encore one starts and the band is back on stage the crowd starts their own hello tom come down tom chant and uh again ed says it it would be beautiful if at 4 a.m the whole entire campsite uh broke down into into that 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 would have been kind of funny (laughs) i don't think it may have we don't know we don't know, I, but, you know, well, I'm sure that there were a couple of uh, drunk leftovers uh, uh, from that night, so maybe. If you maybe were there, send like us an email, review. let us know. Exactly. Uh, Love Boat Captain opens up the encore, and I think, you know, going back to Black being in the early part of the set and Crazy Mary being in the early part of the set, what what's up is down and what's down is up, and Love Boat Captain is usually... How often do you get to see it in, a, in an encore? Just about never. Um, this is good. This felt really impassioned, and um, you're not putting in like these hit songs early on. You're you're getting to sort of uncommon ones, or even at the time, maybe they were just kind of. Uh, we got to think, you know, Riot Act was the current album at the time. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. you know, we do get we do get three Riot Act songs um, in the total set here, which. You know, it was a little little low considering that was their most recent album. But you know, Lobo Captain's great, and they, there's a cool again a cool call and response thing with the crowd where he goes back and forth with love, and you know yeah. he's he's got this crowd in the palm of his hand, like he can do anything at this point, and they're going to be on board. Yeah, absolutely. That gets us insignificance here. This is goes back to really where I think insignificance just doesn't fit in the encore, and I know these are really short encores. I don't know. It just doesn't feel important enough or big enough to belong. I don't know if you're with me on this. Uh, yeah, you know, I disagree. Um, you think it belongs? Yeah, insignificance. Uh, it's got kind of that anthemic punch to it, and I think it uh, it can it can definitely stand here. See, I, I would have switched uh, insignificance and daughter. I would have had daughter here in the encore. Daughter and a better man would have been a little bit. I don't know, a little bit jarring, but um, I think that daughter with the crowd response would have worked really well as an encore song. And they kind of do that thing again where you get, you know, we ended the the first set with State of Love and Trust, a live porch. Then we're going to kind of go, we're going to go a little deeper. We're going to get Love Boat Captain Insignificance. Then we're going to go back to some heavy hitters. We're going to get Better Man. 
rear view mirrors so that it, it it's kind of flowing up and down throughout the whole set yeah and it, it is balanced really well i will i will i will say that um you know i i just find it interesting that if i'm in the crowd and i hear a live in porch i'm like well they got you know 10 some odd songs to play there's no bread and butter basically so yeah black's already come? been played you know yeah daughter's already been played mm-hmm. yeah do the evolution given to fly already been played so yeah i mean and, and you got to consider this too this is more of like a a one-off show where they're you kind of they don't they don't have to follow those same rules that they follow right you know in in tampa or in grand rapids or lexington sure. or you know wherever else they were playing on in the middle of a tour Right, yeah. Uh, this is kind of, you know, it, it goes into the Canadian tour. I think they're in Vancouver the next day. But, right, uh, right. you know, th- this is really standalone um, for sure. Uh, this Better Man, though, uh, we get another fuck up and another endearing Ed oh, moment. Oh, he's so cute. Tom Petty would never do that. Never. He's a professional. He practices. Better Man's going to get a huge crowd response whenever it shows up. So, again, something that they, that, that, that I'm sure for the people who were there was very special and uh, one of the highlights. And you know what? No save it for later tag on no this. No save it for later. Honestly, it worked because they extended it enough for the crowd to really get into it, and it didn't. It, it ended as a save it for later tag would end. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it, yeah. it ended on that. That it had that finality. It had that real that edge. That um, you know, they left it all out on on the stage with that song. Um, I, I, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with them changing it up sometimes. With the same with daughter, you know. And this is interesting sometime, too. If we talk about the the lack of tags at the show. There's no tag on black, mm-hmm. you know, and no tag on. We didn't get a modern girl tag on not for you. We didn't get a a different song tag on daughter. We didn't get a tag on better man. I wonder if that was due to time because they knew they were going to be playing 36, 37 songs. Right. They're like you know, maybe let's cut those off at the show. We'll you know we'll extend it when it feels when it feels right, but when you don't get a lot of nine ten minute versions of songs like you like you would at some shows, right? Even Rearview Mirror here at the end, uh, this doesn't feel like an incredibly long version of Rearview Mirror. Right? Yeah, it's not. Uh, the bridge is just you know it, it's very short and to the point. Um, I don't really know what they're doing with it though. It, it sounds pretty. Uh, you know, pretty normal. Uh, it was kind of low key. I thought it didn't. It, yeah, it never really. It never really built up to that crazy, you know, strobe light right. furiousness that we're used to. You know now. You know, it, it was fine. I, I I think it was it was good and to the point. Another uh, another lyrical mistake for Eddie in the beginning, though. Again, um, it's reminding me a little bit of the Spectrum show, where it's kind of like. A little bit at the end, they were running out of gas, and you know maybe uh, you know missing missing a chord here and there, missing a line here and there. Uh, you know they played forty four songs or whatever it was that night. Uh, they're playing thirty six tonight. Uh, 
this is you know they have to realize that stamina is is definitely definitely an issue that gets us into encore too we're flying through this ed says if it's all right with you we just called and canceled the vancouver show tomorrow uh one thing we should do before we leave and that's uh he starts singing we're sorry tom we're sorry tom we're sorry tom we're sorry tom come on sound sorry we're sorry Again, the theme, this is a really good theme, and, and, and he pays it off here. I Won't Back Down would come to follow, and this wasn't supposed to be on the set. I believe I believe you was in the spot, which yeah, is Yeah, and another, another Lost Dog would have been... Uh, there were six on this night. Yeah, but they're, you know, they, they crossed off a, a couple more, too. It was, uh, if, you like, if you like the rarities, this is the set for you. Definitely, absolutely. Um, but I won't back down. Is is a really, you know, it makes it all worthwhile. All. Well, I won't back down. No, I won't back down. You can slam my case in the gates of hell, but. Stand my ground And I won't back down No, I'll stand my ground I won't be turned around In a sleep this world keeps dragging me down Would have been a cool moment. Um, he, he was sitting in the third row, so you know that's good enough. Nobody, nobody noticed him. Nobody. He's wearing him that wearing that big hat and sunglasses. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Just just kind of blending in with the rest of the crowd. Yeah. Sure. That's sure. Yeah, I, I would think that for a lot of people, this is probably one of the most memorable moments uh, on this night. And it's and it's a great crowd participation song. Again, you know, everybody knows the song. It's one of those, like, you know, rebellion anthems. You know, I won't back mm-hmm. down. You know, everybody gets to pump their fists and scream along. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great choice. And, uh, and again, kudos to Ed for, you know, realizing the moment and, and changing things up and, and giving it a shot. Yep. And uh, then they played Last Kiss. Last, be nice. Last Kiss <laughs> is great. It's a nice song. People like it. it have we it's not their, talked about best, Last Kiss before? I don't think we have. It's, okay. their, it's their biggest highest charting song of all time people love the song it got a lot of people into the band who normally wouldn't have it's it's got a cool vibe to it it's not something that they it's not, it's not something they do every you know that all that often it wasn't on an album you know the next album is not going to be 
50s and 60s doo-wop. Um, <laughs> although that would be cool. Um, yeah, Last Kiss is nice. It's, you know, p- people like the song. It's It gets to be a sing-along. It's got a cool drum beat. Like, I don't mind it. It feels like what was an, you know, more of an epic end to the first encore. It feels like they're taking it and they're kind of scaling it back a little bit, uh, which is fine. I'm not, I'm not criticizing that at all. Uh, I'm just saying it's kind of cooled off from uh, what the last few songs before that was. And, you know, Last Kiss is going to be a good little sing-along, and I think you probably needed that at that point. I think the crowd had... I see what you're doing there. I thought you had some mic issues. No, I was just giving you a little a little beat yeah, to go with your I, I, with I, your I know there. what you were doing. Yeah, I know <laughs> what you were doing. Um, but, uh, again, Crown of Thorns uh, comes after Last Kiss, and we've talked a lot about Crown of Thorns lately, and it feels like we've gotten into this conversation of you know early versions of Crown of Thorns and how important it was. I think it was, what, two weeks ago when we did the Reading show? Right. Where we did it, and that was the 11th time they played it, and this this version is the 5th. So it feels like a lot uh, lately. We, we've been talking about really early versions of the song and how you know important it was for them to play it and uh, for the crowd to hear it, and now it, it's, it's, it's kind of found a home in set list more often now. It's... Uh, Maybe a little bit more predictable when you're thinking of covers uh, that they're going to do nowadays. It, it, it's it's up there, you know, probably on the same scale as uh, a Crazy Mary or something like that. But um, again, you, you can't do the song in this era without saying, you know, how important it is for uh, for the band to be doing it. And you know, I think too, and he probably he kind of tends to pull it out at venues where he would have thought that Andy would have really liked to play there, I think. Yeah. And I think this is one of those places where he looked around, he probably walked around before the show or he remembered from when they played there before. He's like, this is one of those places that Andy would like to play. And he, and that's why this song is on the set list. That's just another, another, I mean, we, how many times do we have to say it? Another special moment for the crowd in the show to get something like this. Yeah. I can see that, you know, with the outside atmosphere uh, and the surroundings, I can see, the crowd being, you know, really into this and this being a firefly moment uh, with the lighters and everything like that. Because cell phones, you know, didn't have flashlights on them back then. We were uh, <laughs> we were not as, as privileged. You'd have to use the backlight screen. And then press the buttons right, for it right. to turn on. Exactly. Yeah, what a hard life we lived. Texting with, uh, you know, having to press the button three times to get, you know, uh, a letter. Oh, yeah, these kids today, they don't understand. Ending encore number two with blood, um, and really, you've pretty much covered everything in the department of popular songs and and most set closers. So, blood, why the hell not? You did three pretty light, uh, tender kind of sing-alongs, and now uh, just you know, just throw out your heavy hitter. Yep. Just, just when you think you've got it figured out, he throws in something like this. Yeah, when you have the questions, he changes it. When you have the answers, he changes the questions. Um, but this was uh, not my favorite version of Blood, even, especially to end a set. It just didn't have like the power and the vigor to it. Uh, I think Ed was losing a little steam at this point. Yeah, I mean, you know, 2005 Blood is not going to be 1993 Blood or 1995 no. Blood. No, but, I've accepted that. Right. 
but uh, you know, it's it's a chance for again. We haven't mentioned him in however long, which is a travesty. But again, it's a chance for Mike to to take the stage and uh, take the spotlight and show off a little bit, which he does very nicely. Yeah, and and you know what? It's it's another pretty short version. Uh, you know, based off of what we've gotten. Uh, yeah, no, you know, with, no, with no atomic, no atomic dog, no nothing like no. that. So, but yeah, it's a. Just just so people don't forget at the end of the show that they can still rock. Right. And that's where they, again, leave the stage and we get an Encore 3, which is, you know, that's not something that you're going to get every day. And it's, you know, they start off uh, with Ledbetter. And really from there, you think you probably think, well, that's got to be the end of it. Um, but they do Ledbetter and they then they do Baba. Um, Ledbetter here is a little slow so i'm sort of thinking i really wanted the show i'm I'm really really happy that baba made it into the show that that it closed the show and i I felt like the way that they paced ledbetter didn't feel like the sing-along didn't feel like the you know the celebration of the show that it usually does um it just it it felt like they took a little bit off of it and i really wanted the show to have like one last hurrah and baba was it i i feel like they they put everything into uh into gearing up baba to 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 close this night out you know now that you you put it that way it makes me think something like indifference would have been really cool in this venue that yeah Um, but you know uh yeah but baba rally uh another another great way to end a show six song show in under 90 minutes that's uh pretty awesome what were your top three moments from the show top three moments man um i'm gonna steal one of yours maybe and my number three is gonna be crazy mary which i thought was, that was that was, was great okay moment. you know i know that's that's one of your favorites but the uh the soul mike solo and crazy mary fantastic uh, my number two moment is uh, Undone, getting a debut of a song like that. Like like I talked about, you know, I love those Riot Act B-sides. 
um, other side down undone really cool songs that don't really seem to get their due uh, that was really cool and then my number one is the uh, the not for you improv at the end cool um, my top three number three I think Baba closing the night was uh, uh, a perfect way to close it you know kind of give it some finality give it a little celebration something that everybody knows everybody can sing to really a uh, uh, fun way to close it uh, number two I'm, I'm like I'm cheating a little bit it's like kind of half the acoustic opening and then half uh, you know the rare stuff that they did all night like alone and sad and and undone um, it's kind of but the acoustic stuff okay sit down stuff uh had a lot of that rare stuff but maybe i'll just keep it to all the first the first nine. Oh, come on come on what give the people something these people have waited through this whole show for you to pick three things you can't pick a nine right. song set as number two all give, right give me light. give me something low light, low light. Uh, there yeah that's what that's what i wanted there yeah you go. low light low light was the was the highlight of uh, i'm glad you picked it Yep, uh, the sunset and everything like that. And number one, as much as I, you know, kind of, you know, I kind of bagged on it the whole time and said, oh, did, did this get annoying or not? It's it's the it's the Tom Petty stuff. Uh, this is probably number one or number two thing that most people that went to the show are going to come off uh, telling you a story about. And obviously, you know, there are tons of different stories that have been thrown out there about this. So, um, you know, it's fun uh, and it leads to I won't back down. And really, I won't back down is the moment uh, that would be the number one moment for me. So um, an honorable mention to uh, Hard to Imagine and In My Tree. For sure. Great. Yeah, for sure. Hard to imagine yeah. having a hundred and ninety-three show delay. That's uh, great for them to bring that back at the time. So, why don't we uh, give it a little rating here? Let's do it. Why don't you go first this time? I go first. This I never go first. I'm gonna let, right? I'm gonna let you go first. I want to see what you have to say. All right, we, we're switching it up a year later, and we're switching everything up. <laughs> uh, I think I'm gonna give it now. Here, here's the thing. If I were in the crowd. I probably would have given this as close to a 10 as possible just because, again, atmosphere, uh, you know, the crowd reactions, everything like that. But bootleg-wise, you know, construction-wise, I had a little bit of issues with with the construction. I uh, I thought a lot of it was very good. Um, You know, I, I think this was... It was a good show, but not like an amazing show to listen to on a bootleg, and that's why I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Because eight and a half. Was, okay. Okay. Yeah, because because it just it overall I, I enjoyed it, I, I loved it, but like I think a lot of people make a really big deal of it, but also that that's probably because they were there or or they have the the triple disc. I, I don't know what it is, but I, I just I don't think that there were too many major special moments out of this. I think it was, it was just played really well. And, uh, again, eight, eight, eight and a half. I, I think that's fair. Okay. Well, don't, don't stop the, the podcast yet. People out there. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to redeem you and I'm going to say <laughs> nine and a half. Cause okay. this is one, this is one of the most special shows. I think being in the venue, being with the crowd, all the moments, yeah, it's it's not a perfect show, but you get you get eight non-album songs 
in this set, which is probably one of the most they've ever done. So if you like rarities, if you like, you know, you still got you still got your daughter, you still got your even flow, your corduroy, better man review mirror, these are all still here. The set list is very balanced. It's a great crowd participation show. So I'm gonna say nine and a half. That's you know what I I you know I'm I'm not blaming you at all that that's that's a very fair grade for it I, I think anything under an eight I would have been like uh, that's 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 really that's that's testing it a little bit I, I this this show definitely deserves its due um, but again I I think I would have rated it way higher had I been there and experienced oh, it. Definitely. it it's it's way more of an experience uh, than. You know, just listening to it on a bootleg. So, um, but that was that. That's our anniversary. That's how well, we decided one, to one last one last thing I want to mention. And uh, you know, you thanked a lot of people uh, at the beginning of the show, but I want yeah. to say on behalf of everyone, thanks to you for for Me? holding this all together and you know uh, keeping this thing going throughout the whole year, being so interactive and being so friendly and nice you know letting all these people myself included come on the show letting me be a part of the show so on behalf of everyone thanks to randy well i i appreciate that um i you know i don't want to take any praise for for anything that happens with the show the show is not about me it's it's about you know your guys experiences and uh the stories that you have to tell and and really the band this is really about the band and and us just sort of doing a recapture of, of some of the great moments in the band's history and and i've been privileged to share uh some amazing shows uh you know well, you know just, I've, I've gotten a chance to see you know some of the work that goes on behind the scenes and all the 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 stuff that you do you know above and beyond so uh we all really appreciate it so thank you I, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, it's it's a labor of love. It's not something that we're doing for you know a, a paycheck or anything like that. Um, and it's we definitely you know now that you've been doing this for a little over a month now, you've seen uh, how much hard work does go into it. And uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't you know it's it's been an amazing year to to have something like this uh, uh, to just you know have fun with and just yeah. been fun you know and um, here's here's to many more absolutely all right folks here's what you've all been waiting for the big poster giveaway we've got about 25 names in a hat that we're thankful to have people comment and subscribe and uh, share as a recommendation on facebook and uh all of you all of you people have been entered into this competition to win the columbia 2016 poster so I guess without further ado, let's shake them up. This is totally all right. random. Here we go. So I've got all your names in a hat. A yep. literal, it's a literal hat. I'm, I'm now holding the hat above my head. I'm going to reach in. And he's going to dump them all out I'm on top of him. Pick out a name. And whatever lands in his bra Whew. will be the winner. All right. I've got, I've got a name. Okay. I'm going to set the hat down. I haven't oh. opened it yet. And the winner let's is. Let's look and see who it is. Chris Pullman. Oh, Chris Pullman won. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, awesome. Chris has been uh Chris has been an awesome fan. He's uh always really communicative with us on Facebook. He's always asking questions and wants to know more about the history. Even today, he shared something 
uh, on his personal uh, Facebook page, and he said, uh, "Thanks, guys, for opening my eyes to the show. I've never oh, nice. heard it before." And uh, well, that yeah, that had nothing to do with him winning, but I'm no, happy for him not nonetheless. At all. Congratulations, yeah. Chris. Good job. I, I would have been happy for anybody on that list to, to win. Absolutely, but, uh, yeah, absolutely. And we're going to be doing more of these in the future, more stuff like this in the future. So if you didn't win, uh, don't be discouraged. You'll have plenty more chances. And Chris has been a big winner with this show because he's won two bootlegs from trivia. Oh, too, that's so true. That's true. He's uh, he's got a little little win streak going there. It's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a tough one tonight. I don't know if he's gonna he's, he's gonna take some work. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm gonna give you all a hint because if you guys are into the trivia, usually eight o'clock on Facebook. If you're not following our Facebook page, you should. There's a lot of stuff going on there. We post to Instagram and stuff too, but it's just Facebook is the easiest thing to post on because you can post videos and, you know, you don't have to worry about stuff. So, uh, you know, with, you know, photo dimensions and all that crap. So uh, head on over to Facebook at 8 o'clock tonight and we'll be doing the competition. Uh, The question, we won't reveal the question, but you're going to need to know your live on four legs history essentially Hmm. uh yeah just think of live on four legs and think of songs i usually do think of songs when i think of live on four legs so this will be this should be a good one maybe it should be the songs that you might not think of a little reverse psychology yeah gonna i'm gonna pull out my let me pull out my monocle in my podcast app here and get a it's real, it's get gonna a close look it's at it. gonna be a, a big one it's gonna be one where there's gonna be a lot of multiple answers but we'll give you hints as to where you can pick those multiple answers and then uh hopefully from there we'll uh we'll get a winner uh this this would be a big one for anybody that that won but again and what's gonna be no don't we don't we have a uh, don't we have a special prize this week we do. I am going to send a piece of random live on four leg apparel to whoever is the winner. Uh, nice. Whether it be, you know, we have all random assortment of sizes on different things. Uh, ringer shirts, um, some of the Christmas sweaters. Uh, I think we have one uh, severed hand hoodie left. Uh, so... Whatever is left over in your size, that's what you will be getting because it is a big mishmash of things. Um, there might not be a large, there might not be an extra large, but there could be a bunch of mediums and double X's and and maybe a small here or there. So hopefully we have your size. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that will go to the winner of this week's trivia contest. Excellent. So yeah, we'll see everybody on Facebook around 8 o'clock. Yep. And uh, I think that uh, that about wraps it up. We've uh, celebrated our, our first year in style. and uh, yeah, with, a, with a great show, too. I mean, go back and watch this this court show. It's fantastic. It is, yeah. It, it, it's really good. I know I only gave it an 8.5, but that doesn't, you know. I, I, yeah, I'm going to give be. you I'm going to give you one last chance to change that right now. Um, yeah, change it to a 9. Hey, we did it, everybody. <laughs> Yay. I... I I'll, I'll admit I shortchanged it. Uh, I liked it more. I think I was being, I uh, was putting my critical hat on it a little more. I, you know what, for as popular as the show is, and you know, for the stories that that have been told from the show, I, I think it deserves a nine. So yeah, that's all right. I'm, to- I'm totally fine with the change. Uh, but uh, our real anniversary is coming up. The, the first year since our first episode, I think, is the seventh. 
And I don't know, maybe on the 6th or the 7th, we're going to put out a Patreon episode. Uh, another Evolution episode, if you guys were into the Ledbetter one, we have a Leash one that's on Patreon. And this Evolution episode, what song are we going to cover this time? That's all you get from me. It's alive. I can't stop now. It's, uh, it's so great. It's such a great song. I can't wait to get into it. Yeah. Uh, so much, so much to talk about. So much to talk about. And, you know, going through the notes earlier today, there, there's lots of great stories to tell from that. So something that you're not going to want to miss, head on over to patreon.com slash live on four legs. Subscribe and you will get that episode when it comes out Friday or Saturday. And uh, I think that's I think that's it. I think we, we celebrated our anniversary in style and... Uh, Next week, we'll be back, and uh, we are going to get back on the MSG train next week. We are finally going to uh, uh, continue the monthly MSG coverage. And hey, we've, only, until, only, we've only got a few left. Yep, up until the end of the year. So this is going to be the first uh, 2010 show, uh, night one from 2010, which is uh, obviously not the better of the two but when you listen to it it's really it really is a good show uh it has its it has its moments and it has its ups it has some downs in it too but um you know the night two one will be done in october for all of you that whose ears are perking up when i say msg 2010 night two will be in october just just letting you know ahead of time that uh that's when the heavy hitters are coming so um but yeah, stay tuned for that. Next week we'll be back on the MSG train, and then uh, then there will be a special episode the week after that. And then I'm going to be off for a couple of weeks. Hopefully you'll be getting to do a show with Buckley. Hopefully you'll be able to get to do a show with Matt. And if not, yeah, we've got some stuff planned. Th- then we'll have a uh, then we'll have a clip show that uh, I have ready to go. In, I can't wait. In the world, I love this. I love this clip show. In the can, yeah. Yeah, th- this specific one, if we release it, has some really old footage on it. So. I- I'm not just saying that because I was on the first one. You, on the oh, on the first clip show. I'm like, yeah. you weren't on the first episode. I, I was on the first clip show. We were on the first clip show because that was a popular show. Yeah, you did it. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. So if you want to be on a clip show, then you're gonna want to donate to Patreon. Oh, well done. Well and done. Then, that's that's quality and then you can come on the show and (laughs) then you can be on an episode and then if that episode was really good then you could be on a clip show so that's that's some high high stakes right there that that's some that's some good stuff so all right let's get out of here thanks everybody all right i miss you already and i miss you always hello matt come down matt we'll see you next week for msg bye One, two, three, four. Go to hell, you old bastard. Hey, I think they liked us. Have the Rolling Stones killed? Oh, sir, those aren't. Do as I say.